Good evening, good morning, afternoon, bonjour, whatever time of day it is that you're listening to this and wherever in the world you are. I uh, hope you're all well. Um, Jamie, I put a poll out the other day asking where people listen to us and you'll never guess what someone said. I thought it'd be like, you know, walking dog or, I don't know, on school run or something like that. But um, someone said that they listen to us in math. So just, yeah, that's, just, that's nice. That's nice. Just, just, think, just think about that for a second, though. You know what I mean? Just uh, I weren't I weren't expecting that. Were a boy or a girl? Uh, it were a it were a bloke. Oh now now don't do that, mate. That's what's weird. <laughs> now today's guest went to the same school as us, didn't he, Jamie? Um, yep. I, I thought he were a right prick. No other reason other than he were in year above. And uh, yeah, 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 yeah. When you're at school, anyone in year above or year below? You, you just you just don't you don't like a beer. <laughs> Only joking. Okay, now I'm delighted to say that we're joined by current Bradford City goalkeeper and captain, uh, former Owls Youth Academy graduate uh, Richard O'Donnell. How are you, mate? You all right? Very well. How are you guys? I, I'm all all good. I was only joking, by the way. I just, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like when you're in you school. <laughs> I know you don't mean it. I thought exactly the same about you above us, so don't worry. <laughs> now, um, just first thing I sort of want to talk about. At least the clubs that you've played that you've played for is Rotherham. Now, is it really true that like Rotherham ate Sheffield Wednesday like as much as what they actually do? Uh, I don't know, really. Don't think so. I mean, I never got that sort of vibe when uh, when I think I think I was involved in one game against Sheffield Wednesday, and, and I'd just come back from injury, so I didn't play. Uh, Lewis Price played in goal, and I think Wednesday beat us, but. You never really, obviously, it's a derby and you take it serious because it's a derby, but I don't, I never remember getting that feel of it's it's a proper rivalry, like obviously, like Chef Wesley, Chef United, and things like that. It never really felt that much of a rivalry. So, yeah, I don't know if that's a player's point of view, but fans might be different, but I never really got that sort of sense, no. Yeah. Now, obviously, you came through, you've set up at, at Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, I mean, with Academy then when you were, uh, when you, when, you've set up or it weren't YTS were it or it, well yeah scholarship is obviously classed as yeah um, obviously joined when I was 15 and still at school and then signed a two year scholarship and then obviously went on from there I don't know if it's changed now to be fair I think it's still sort of the same sort of thing now you know obviously uh, the likes of Tommy Spur and what have you are you same same year group as, as yourself no so Tommy was a year above me and then we had like Sean McCallis was two years above me uh, Mark Beaver's a year below me. Luke Bowden was in my year. Um, I think that from around that age group, I think that's about it for players who come through. Obviously, I had like Rory McCardo was a couple of years above me as well. Yeah, um, he's playing with you now, Richard. He played when he at Bradford. He was at Bradford, yeah. With uh, two, two or three years before I went there, he's at Exeter at the minute. We've read that country, we've read that world is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, growing up as a kid, then obviously you always wanted to be a goalkeeper. Well, that's no, what I was going to say. No, when you when you went no. to, at school, you went to Myers, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. But when, when, didn't you play up front then, or were you were, you, were you not in there I, at school? No, never in there. I, I went into goal when I was thirteen, um, but when I was at school, I still played outfield. Yeah. Um, and I only played. Yeah, I only played in goal. I was at Wisewood Juniors as a young lad, and then sort of got shoved in goal and done all right. And I only played a year in goal at Wisewood and then went to Sheffield United for 
a year because my Sheffield schoolboys manager Tony Tunstall was there, so he took me there with him. And then he ended up going to Sheffield Wednesday, so he took me to Sheffield Wednesday with him. So it obviously worked out really well. But the only team no, I've never... in Yorkshire is Sheffield FC. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, got, I'm doing rounds at country, mate. Never mind Sheffield. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's um, yeah, so it was. Uh, it was just a year I played in goal, but I never really wanted to play in goal. I always thought I was all right outfield. But looking back now, I mean, I did my first run on. I did my first run at the off-season program yesterday, and I can't move today. So maybe I'm, <laughs> maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not made to be an outfield player. So I mean, I was about to say, like, who did you look up to? And then, like Kevin Pressman and what have you. But if you weren't really wanting to be a goalkeeper, and I suppose it weren't really. You know, you were looking at yeah. Over end at pitch, well, even yeah, yeah, it was, it was obviously like my sort of era was like Carboni, Di Canio, Sibon was there, and all them sort of players. But I mean, Kevin Preston was such a legend. Like it was, it was hard not to sort of like him and and watch him. So I did still watch him, and then I mean, after after uh, Prezi, it was a lot of. Uh, I mean, there's a period where we just had loan keepers for ages and ages. Really, yeah, good like ones, though, weren't they? Good really ones. good ones. Really good ones. Like Ian Turner come in, was brilliant. Scott Carson, uh, Mark Crosley. And it was just, yeah, there was brilliant ones. So, so for me, at that time, I, I was actually in the building at that time. It was uh, it was quality light. But, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, that era growing up and watching Chef Wednesday was brilliant. Like Some of the players we had were just unbelievable to watch. So I used to go down. Had a season ticket and uh, I used to love it. Yeah. Did, did Pressman like take you under his wing then at all? Or no, well, Prezi had left by the time I'd finished, uh, and it was Dave Lucas who who just sort of, as I was coming into like being full time, uh, just leaving school. Dave Lucas was there, and he was brilliant with me. And he, uh, in fact, just on that on that topic, Dave Lucas, I swear he stitched me up because I never ever remember saying that about twins. <laughs> Ever <laughs> about what? About what? About the twins? About, when we spoke to about them twins. The listeners haven't heard this yet. So what? One telling you what, Richard? So he basically it was. What did he? He said that I said that there were some twins at my school, but from different years or something like that. Was it? I can't remember. <laughs> but he's, I can't listen. I'm not the I'm not the brightest at school. I never. I only. I hardly got anything in A to C's. But I'd like to think I'm pretty. Uh, pretty streetwise and you know I've got a bit of common sense I never I can't remember ever saying that I think he stitched me up there <laughs> well I'll do I'll, I'll put I'll put a clip in it what he uh, what yeah he if, you, if, if, well, if you're listening just listen to David Lucas interview and you'll hear what he what he had to say yeah. I've got something to say and Richard O'Donnell just popped into my head we're, we're training me Rich I can't maybe Chris Adamson and Billy Mercer and we're talking I can't really talk about it I think there's a program on Siamese twins or twins or something on TV and just chinwagging and then <laughs> and then we're going I heard bar bar twins and then I think someone said you can't remember even something someone mentioned something about Gary Neville and Phil Neville and then someone said are they twins went, no no we're not it no what Gary's older than Phil <laughs> Richard O'Donnell said yeah we had twins at our school one was 12 and one was 14 <laughs> <laughs> the Lucas the Lucas one, the Lucas podcast and the Pressman podcast, they were both <clears throat> they were both like brilliant in their own way. But like with, with David Lucas, he's still my favourite. Like he would just as soon as I answered the phone to like we answered the phone, he's gone Christ, you're there because it was bad at the time. And I look at yours and anyway, we just had banter straight away with Pressman. He was like um he was that like chilled out and laid back. I had to say things like, Do you wear your goalie gloves in the shower? Stuff like that to try and get him laughing. <laughs> and then um, then he told us to end Richard. I don't know if you whether you read it, but right at the end of the podcast, he said to us, 
I, I hadn't told you about the fight I got offered out with Danny Wilson, have I? And we were saying, what? So, yeah, no, your reaction there, it was literally, it was literally like, yeah, so basically, he offered, I, I, we didn't play him so he offered me, um, I went into change room, um, manager's office to see him, and he said, you know what, I'm sick of you, Took stood up, went, come on, me and you now, and if you tell anyone about this, I'll find you two weeks' wages. So, imagine that in today's no game, like, saying that to you, or somebody's oh, Westwood saying, more saying it to Westwood, it just doesn't happen, does it, but it obviously does behind the scenes. No, it never happens, never happens anymore. I mean, it's changed now, mate, like, you you, you can't get away like I've had this you conversation too. Right? Lads, anymore. <laughs> you, you can't even you can't even speak to some lads anymore, mate. Like sometimes, honestly, like football's changed. Like obviously, I'm a bit older in terms of football sense now, and like I find myself having to not say things to some people because they don't want because I think they'll take it wrong way and they get face on, and that it's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. mental, mate. It's just all changed, mate. Yeah, no. Obviously, with goalkeepers, they took, you know, you know, they talk about like goalkeepers' union and uh, and things. I mean, as as goalkeepers, in are you, are you quite supportive of each other? Even though there's only obviously one place in team, and you know, you're all battling for that for that one place. No, you are, you are, yeah, you are. But I mean, human nature is if you're not playing, you want to be playing, and that is the body. Like anyone who tells you any different is is a liar. Like so. Obviously, you are. You're supporting. You work each other. Obviously, you're a tight knit group, and you're working as a, I don't know, two, three, four keepers. Just, just you every day. So, you do get close to each other, and you do, uh, you know, you do have a good relationship. But when it when it comes to playing, you you always want to play. Well, majority of people just want to play. So, <laughs> yeah. if um, if you're not playing, you are thinking like, oh, I hope we, I hope he chucks one in, and you, you get a chat. You do. It's natural. It's like any, it's like any other, like a striker. If it's, if it's someone's playing in his place, they hope he has a stinker or he doesn't score. It's only the same for a keeper, like. But the game before a playoff final, like, and you want to play, but you're second in choice, and if someone in the keeper comes in there, proper thumbs it, you're in. <laughs> <God. laughs> get him, get the skin, <laughs> get it on sideline, like, anyway. go on. <laughs> You'll be knocking on doors, seeing what's going on, like. <laughs> no, but yeah, you, you do. You obviously you, you are close. Uh, but it's like any other any other profession you want to you want to play and you want to you want to do well yourself so it's uh, but on the face of it when you when you're face to face and you you got you got your face in terms of you know when you when you're not playing or you you know you're not you're not selected you've got to be you got to be sort of supportive of the other, other players and i've found that this year like come back from injury uh, the lads were flying uh, but I was doing really well if I would get injured, but I couldn't do anything because we were flying. I couldn't get back in the team. So obviously, being club captain, I was, I was there supporting the lads and and trying to get. Obviously, we wanted to win. We were getting close to the playoffs. But in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, you know, I just want to get back in the team. But if we're flying, I'm not going to. But it's natural. Yeah, I mean, when you you know at Sheffield Wednesday coming through the ranks, then what what were it like then when you signed your first professional contract? I bet you were absolutely buzzing, weren't you? I was buzzing. And then two weeks later, I thought, "Fuck me, what have I done here?" It was really? it was horrendous, mate. I just got I just got home every day and just crashed on settee. Just not used to anything, any of the running, and I would just shattered. As soon as I got home, I was crashed, all gone. Couldn't just didn't have a life. I would sleep at five o'clock pretty much nearly every day. Honestly, mate, it's horrendous. There's, there's obviously it's just a big turnaround. Obviously, you're going to school to being a full time athlete. So how old, just, you, how old were you at the time? Then when you signed your first so contract. sixteen. Well, professional was 18, but he was a scholarship of 16. Right. <clears throat> so your life just turns upside down. Like, obviously, people go off to college, uni, and, and do whatever. And your your, pre, your first pre-season is just... Rich. It was horrible. 
Yeah. And when you did sign me, did you think like, did you ever think to say, I know it sounds funny, did you ever think to say, listen, I'm quite good outfield as well, like, or let's try this out. <laughs> because you know that like, when you well, sign. It's, it's, it's funny, mate, because we used to play this game with Mark Smith as our academy manager. And uh, it were a game where like the goals were like back to back and a pitch around it. So if you can imagine the goals are facing out and the back of the nets yeah. are together. Yeah. And um, and for some reason, I was playing outfield in this game. I was probably fucking fifth choice academy keeper or something. So just like not, not needed in goal. And I were unbelievable. And Mark Smith was like, have you, play, have you, play, have you played in goal? Uh, outfield. I was like, yeah, I used to play outfield. I said, you've got a bit like, I was jumping up, getting headers and scoring a few goals. And I come off thinking, I've got it all wrong. I need to change where I play here. Yeah? Sheffield uh, Wednesday's nine academy it, keeper, Richard O'Donnell. And then it, Luton Town has signed striker, Richard O'Donnell. <laughs> and then I thought back and I thought, in, in the 16s, I scored a goal as a keeper. Newcastle away, so I kicked it out of my hands and it bounced off the keeper and went in. And I'm thinking, I've got it all wrong. Maybe I should be playing up front or something. I was just about to say, have you have you come close to scoring? Like you know, obviously when you go up for to corners in you know last minutes and what have you ever ever come close? Nah, nah. By the time I get to edge of box, man, I'm fucked. So I get no one at all. So I come back, <laughs> just end up running back. And Tommy, Tommy was saying to us like when he when he stands with you from whatever, because you're getting on train from me. I forgot who we were, but somebody else we had as well. Um, so many youth players, but they were saying like when they signed because they had to, they had to get bus. Here, train there, this that, all that. Like I said, it was difficult and stuff like they weren't from Sheffield, but you were, you were, you were next to it, weren't you? You were, you lived, well, you lived it. Well, I always saw you mainly. I lived in Walkley. I lived Walkley. in Walkley yeah. as a young lad, so I used to, I used to walk down to Hillsborough tram stop and get uh, tram to Mailing Bridge and I'll bang outside the door. So we're happy days, me. Touching on that as well, our Josh were good. Our Josh were eight good. Josh Ransom, he were eight good at school. It was eight, I thought he was good. Now, now he's. Now he's obviously a bit older and smaller, a bit chubbier, but he was very good back in school. I thought, I thought he could have made it at school, you know. No, hundred percent. We had a few like Danny Robinson as well. He was a good player. We had a few good but, players, yeah. but like, yeah. I mean, it's it, it's so difficult, mate. It is not. That's not. That's not blowing me on Trump. It's just so difficult to get through. I mean, there's a stat about how many people actually make it when they like actually like sign a professional contract, and it's ridiculously low numbers. Yeah. And like I say, I. I Two weeks into my like scholarship, I'm thinking like, this ain't for me. Like, I can't do this. It's just that people, difficult. A lot of people say that. It's, it, honestly, mate, it's just it, it's it's horrendous, horrendous. You go into like, we went to Don Valley a few times and doing laps around track and this down other, and it was just horrendous, mate. Honestly, I, could, I just couldn't get my head around it, and I don't know because I was a keeper as well, and I'm doing all this running. I'm thinking, you know, is this what it's all about? And I just couldn't get my head around it, but. Obviously, I did, and but pre-season don't get any easier. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, it's it's safe to say you did find it tough as well. You know, breaking into first team, and I mean, what what was that like when you know you've you know you've signed your professional contract, and then what what, what happens? Is it you know, manager pulls you to one side and said, "Look, you're going out on loan," kind of thing, or what? What sort of? Yeah, well, obviously, it's a bit different as a keeper because you've got like a goalkeeper coach who, who probably does most of it. Um, but I signed my first professional contract and then, yeah, went on loan here, there. And it was the best thing for me. Like, I needed to go and play and, and, and have these games. And, I mean, I looked through my clubs and you've probably looked through my clubs and I've, there's, a, there's a big list of clubs, but probably six or seven of them are loans where I've gone and I've, I've, I've had to go and do it. And well, I'm so glad you, I did you, you didn't even but, play, did you, really? Like, you know, have you seen, like, you know, my, uh, keeper gets injured at Wednesday and then you've had to, you know, you get recalled, don't you? Yeah, exactly that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, 
And I was going to say, funny thing about it, that's just Wednesday, Roberts, all these, and then randomly it's just Bristol City, other end of Sunderland, Gundam Country. Yeah. And, but touching on that, Rich, when you played for them, because I know Josh Brown knew quite well from coming out, he used to come on holiday all the time and stay with, he used to stay with us in Zanti, things like that, and being down to see him loads of times in Bristol. And obviously he's at Burnley now, he's doing really well now, but he's gen- genuinely, before I even say anything else, the nicest lad you'll ever meet in your life. Just such a down to earth kid. Anyway. Yeah. I, he, when he played it Wednesday, you went net for Bristol City and I got tickets to sit in away end. So I'm there with my missus. <laughs> yeah. And you know what happened that game? So I was sat in away end, 2-0 down at half time. I sat next to my missus who did not really, not really care about football. I'm like, it's a good job really because we're never going to come back and win. But we did. We come back and won 90, 93rd minute. Kieran Lee runs off and, and I'm stood there in away end. Oh, that one. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I'm thinking at wrong game. I'm thinking at our place. Yeah. yeah. Stinker that game, didn't I? Yeah, with that, Barry, with that Barry Bannon shot, what you could have yeah. saved that rip, weren't it? But oh, yeah, we're all over the place. Sure. Yeah, we're all over the place. No chance. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying away and going, I'm going, no, 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 just not being able to move it. But yeah, it was horrible. Um, but thank you so much for that day, anyway. <laughs> uh, no problem, mate. No problem. I like to, I like to please, you know. I saw you. I saw you when you could see that second goal. Look up to me and say that's for you. So that was nice. <laughs> I scored a known goal at uh, Ashton Gate as well against Chef Wednesday. One four one, free kick it close and then hit me on head and went in. <laughs> so, yeah. Did you enjoy it? Right, I loved it. What a club, Did you? Like, great club, great place to live, great club, great people. Yeah, quality, quality. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only reason I left really, I left on my own accord. I didn't need to leave, but my missus were pregnant with a second kid, and it, that were the only thing that was tough. We had we had Archie, who were probably like it would have been three at the time, and then a kid on the way, yeah. and then Rotherham came up to to go up there, and obviously back home and near family it was just a no-brainer really even though Rotherham were rock bottom at championship yeah like, I'm going to say because it, like, Bristol City were like the big like not the biggest club but since Wednesday since you've gone from Wednesday you've had these sort of clubs that you know what I mean they're not big they got Bristol City that you're at them like not, didn't come out of blue but when I've seen it I've just seen this kid who went, went to school with sort of thing and all that yeah and mm-hmm. he's gone from, gone from Wednesday so when you've gone from Wednesday you go down then if you're going to get released or whatever but then you've gone up to this big club in same division and whatever and I'm just thinking, God, God, he's done right well. That's literally what I'm thinking. He's done right well. So to have left, have your, have your own accord, like, and to, to think smart and go local, that just shows what you like as a person, I suppose, to be honest. To do, yeah, to do. no, I, I mean, I'm very family oriented, mate. I mean, it's just, just how I am. And, you know, I've tried to do everything to look after my family. And, you know, I could have sat on a lot of contracts that are worth a lot more money and signed for clubs yeah. that are a lot worth more money. But I can imagine your dad, I can imagine your dad uh, as a personality I remember at Gas Club. I can imagine being like, sign for him, sign for him, sign for him. <laughs> well, my dad, my dad actually nearly fucking hell. My agent rang when, when I was leaving Bristol City and I signed for Rotherham. Obviously, my family were quite desperate for me to get back up home, obviously, because another kid on way and everything like that. And one day, I guess I, I get a call off me, well, my ex agent now. And uh, he's like, What? I said, what, What's up with your dad? I was like, What do you mean? He said, you need to tell him to, you need to tell him to shut the fuck up. And I was like, what do you mean? Yeah. So he's rang him and he's like, listen, you need to get this move done for him and get it back up home and this and another. So I've had to ring, I've had to ring my dad and I'm like, dad, stop fucking getting involved, leave it alone. <laughs> but like, I can't, but I couldn't really have a go at him because he obviously wants me to just be home yeah, and yeah. like see him more. And I'm like, but I'm like, fuck it. And he, he made me really not on my fucking dad, I'm, just, I'm 28, dad. <laughs> I know, let me, let me live. He's a proper <laughs> character. Proper character is like the, he's like fingered us. The big character, and yeah. I always remember him at Gas Club. Right, right, big character. Yeah, my dad's just like, as you would be. He's just so proud. Like he'll go everywhere and watch me, and he'll he'll get in taxi. Like he'll, he'll get train everywhere, and he'll get taxi to ground, and all the way to ground in taxi. He'll be speaking to taxi drivers, saying, "Oh yeah, yeah. my lad's playing and that." And he's just yeah, one yeah, of them. Yeah. And 
They will. Yeah. But I, I can't. I can never like say anything to him because, like I say, he's just so proud and like I'd be the same if it were Archie, like, and the other way around. And but yeah, he's uh, he's like he's got me in trouble a few times. Like, you still think it's you know how quick it's going, Richard? Like you know now I mentioned I mentioned Gascom a few times, but. I can remember being there and we'd be sat outside and I don't know, and somebody come over to you and go, oh, remember when I was 15 and doing this and doing that? And you're like, oh, shut up, you old bastard. And then now, now, <laughs> where, now where, where that person, you've got kids and where, don't you think uh, it's mental how it goes? It really crazy, is. Crazy, mate. Crazy, crazy. I mean, when I were, like I said, when I were at Wednesday and like I said, there were a group of us like Bees, Tommy, Bods, and we were out every Tuesday night and yeah. most Saturdays. And I could never have visioned, obviously, how sort of how, how it's panned out in terms of like settling down and having kids and that, but obviously it's the best thing I've ever done. Really? So you, it's it's mad doing it. Yeah, I mean, when you when yeah. you're at Wednesday, then obviously it's, it, you, know, you look at the clubs you played for, it's like loan after loan. Like, did you ever, like, when you're going on these loans, are you thinking, I, I want to make this stick, or like make a move permanent, or are you trying to just impress to go back to Wednesday kind of thing? What were you, what were your mindset like? I was always just to go back, mate. To be fair, I always wanted to play for Wednesday. It was never never really a thing, and I always had like. Billy Mercer was was like my, my first goalie coach there, and he was always just pushing me to go, and because it had benefited me in the long run, and it obviously did. Um, but I never never went on loan to think, yeah, and I, and I thought, yeah, I'd love to sign here, because it was never anything like what I, where I was. It was like yeah. it was the best place in the world to me. Like it was never, never, never even a thought to go anywhere else. Um, but like I said, doing them loan moves just. Helped me so much come on as a as a person and a keeper like, and it, I find I, I feel for lads like nowadays because I find it, I think it's just so much more difficult for lads to go out and get game experience because you don't see it very often. Like I, was, I went to, I was at Oldham in League One when I was nineteen and Grimsby in the conference before that, uh, Michaelsfield in League Two and this was all coming from Chef Wednesday in the in the Championship and League One sort of level, but now like I see clubs at, like at players at clubs that I'm at. And they struggle to get on loan, even to like, I don't know, no disrespect, like Geisley's Conference Norths and, and people yeah. like that. And why is that? It's just all changed. I think it's just because they want experienced keepers and there's keepers, especially. I think it's it's sort of changed. And like, I think like everything's changed, mate. Because like when I was younger, we just had under 18s, reserves, first team. So if you weren't playing in first team, yeah. You'd be playing in reserves, no no question. You'd be playing in reserves yeah, yeah. and you'd be playing. So I used to play in reserves and I'm playing with first team lads and I'm playing against first team lads and it was brilliant. Yeah. But now you've got 23s and no no first, no first team player wants to play in a 23s game. They just don't. Well, like, you're playing it's against weird, kids and you're playing with kids. It's rubbish, mate. It's rubbish. We used, to go watch reserves. we used to go and watch reserves and pay a pound on Tuesday night. We used to love it. And yeah. It's I mad, isn't it? Our mascot for a reserve game, Matt Clark played in goal against Man United. <laughs> our mascot. Unbelievable. So, I mean, like I said, now now managers look and they're looking at these under-23 players and it's just not the same. Like, you, you go and watch a reserve game and, you, like I say, you're watching players, first-team players against first-team players and now you're going to watch under-23 games. You're watching kids play against kids and it's just a totally different thing. So, yeah. that's why I feel like it's just harder for them to go and get games. Unless you're a striker and, you you know, you've bagged freaking how many goals in 23s. I think it's I think it's very difficult and... Yeah, I mean, even like Bradford at the minute now, we have, we've only got 118s and then straight to first team. So we haven't got a 23 set up. So you, you get out eight teams and you've got to be good enough to go into first team squad. So it's difficult then to get contracts for, because you've got to be good enough to play if you're needed, really. Because we don't yeah. obviously carry, we don't carry 20, 25, 30 players, although we did actually have quite a lot last year. Generally, you don't carry that many players. So yeah. if you're going to sign a, if you're going to sign a professional contract at a club, 
you need to be ready to play. So it's difficult for him coming out of eighteen's football to do that. Yeah, now I mean, it took you what five years to make your first start for Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, obviously, we're Gary Megson, weren't it, that give you give you your first uh, give you your debut uh, Southampton, weren't it? Um, yeah. What what were Megson like? Did he did you take a take a shine into him? Do you know what I had this, I had this conversation with Beavs the other day, and he um, he didn't really play under Megson. So I think he was out on loan. I think he went to MK Dons, but obviously you've had Tommy on, and I know Tommy didn't yeah. like him. Um, <laughs> but Tommy, <laughs> Tommy hated. He just hated playing under him. Like he used to I remember every time he was playing left back. He would hate playing on the side where the dugouts are because Megson would just be on his ass the whole game, and he just used to hate it. He used to come off and he'd just be like, "Fuck you know." <laughs> so he used to buzz. It. He used to love it at second half when we're kicking into the cop because we were right on the other end and he couldn't. He could just ignore it. But <laughs> I mean, it was like for me, it was one of them. Like he gave him my debut, and then he obviously played all my games under him. So I've got a lot of time for him personally. He, um, yeah. I've got a lot to thank him for because obviously, like I say, he's, he's given me my debut for me for the club that I support and. You know, not just me, but my family. It was a very proud moment. So I've got a lot of time for him and obviously I've got a lot of respect for him as well, yeah. We had a question on Twitter from Dan Edwards and he said, uh, ask him what Megson was like in dressing room for that 5-1 Stevenage away. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you have to remind me of that one. God, God he just lifted. He just lifted. <laughs> just effing this, effing that. Fucking useless. Fucking... <laughs> Listen, you, you you know what he's like. you you even fans know what he's like as as a person you know you get it. what you see is what you get with him he he won't beat about the bush he'll tell yeah. you if you shit and uh, it was yeah it was brutal it was just that was that was one of the low points like fucking we were four 0 down at half time and I'm thinking fuck you know Steve and he's like uh, I'm watching them goals earlier on and to be fair I think first one all right. You spilled it, but all of us. I can't I even remember it actually. I don't, I don't, all of us. I don't think. I think they were deflection. I remember Gary Bedeen scored consolation. Yeah, that were it. Yeah, they were, you know they were like a deflection. They were like some that you were never going to get there in a million years. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And uh, so I now, think you, were a bit, you were a bit harsh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember. I can't remember goals or anything to be fair. But yeah, I mean, you have as a keeper, you have them games. You can sometimes you can lose four 0 and like. You're not, you're not really. You can't do anything with goals, and you've made a couple of yeah. saves, and you come off and you're thinking, "Fucking, I've let four in." And you're like, yeah. sometimes you can love it. Like, I've had games this year where we've lost, like maybe, I don't know, one nil, two nil. Not a save to me, but we've lost, and you come off thinking, "Fucking, hell. just done nothing in that game. Not even made a save." But you, you can't, as a keeper, you can't go and search for work. It, it sort of comes to you. Do you know what I mean? So if you make saves, you make saves, and you might have one shot, and it might go in, and you can't do all about it. Or on the flip side. You might have nothing to do till 90th minute, and you you have one shot and you save it, and all of a sudden you're hero. It's just fucking life for a keeper. It's, it can be brutal at times, but it can also be it can be really good. Can you remember game after that? Yeovil. No, do do. Yeovil. Oh god, oh, you're bringing all these nice games up for me, aren't you? No, the, the, no. The only reason I brought that one up is because obviously that that goal that they scored to oh, to make one, it to make it two two, two one one. We won two one, didn't we? We were, yeah, that we? they, they, were, they were leading one 0 weren't they? Something like that. Oh, really? Yeah, and then we. Back. I think. I think. De- uh, I think David McGoldrick scored. He did. Yeah, McGoldrick. Yeah. yeah. Quite a lot of people forget that uh, that he played mm. for Wednesday. All being. Yeah. I went to it. I went to. I went to that game. Uh, it was shambles, mate. I mean, listen. It, it's just one of them things where, you, like, he's, he's put. 
obviously refs dropped it down, he's booted it forward. You're thinking, right, oh, it's just good. It always goes through to the keeper, doesn't it? Never, yeah. never question it. It comes through to the yeah. keeper. Pitch will probably dry, like, and it's coming. So I've obviously gone trotting towards ball. No, sort of Rob Jones is steaming towards me. I thought, I'm thinking, fucking, what's he doing here? And then their guy's following Rob Jones, and I'm thinking, oh, I've got to deal with it. I can't, I can't <laughs> not go now. I've gone, clattered him, broke his, gave him a nosebleed, and then they fucking tapped him. So it was just. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, see you going absolutely berserk at referee and, and but, but, I mean uh, it's just, to be fair ref can't really disallow it because it's in play but it's like it's just I'm just thinking oh fuck I'm thinking everything that could have gone wrong went wrong and <laughs> I mean like I say if, if that happened now I know what I'd do but you know it's yeah. when, you're at a, when you're at a club like that like Wednesday and you make a mistake you you obviously know about it because they were there were a good few people. You weren't really mistake though. It weren't really mistake, but, but I, I want to say it's right. So is it fair to say, or do you agree? Because as a as a fan and as a football fan in general, would you say it was also like kickstarted your career properly? That way you got recognised more. And, yeah, hundred percent. That's yeah, what it seemed 100%. like to me. I, I, even watching you, you just seem like on football league with you all. Emma, you seem like dominant and like do you know what I mean? Like a captain, like a proper like I'm the main person. Yeah. So watching you. Well, yeah, obviously. Obviously, I've left Wednesday. Uh, I'll tell you a story behind that after. But yeah, I've obviously left Wednesday and then gone to Chesterfield. I've signed at Chesterfield and Tommy Lee's the keeper there. And like I've gone in and had a meeting with them and they're saying, like, listen, Tommy's going to leave. You're going to be our number one. Tommy, Tommy's off. I think he was on about going to the Leeds at the time. So I'm like, right, fucking, this is exactly what I need. Just playing a run of games, happy days. Tommy had never ended up going anywhere. So I'm fucking sat on my arse for, I don't know, I think... It, 10 or 15 games maybe and then Tommy did his shoulder so I got a run of like 20 odd games like off the back of that and I've done alright like thinking uh, like Tommy were coming back to fit and I'm thinking well, I've done alright like I can't I think I should keep my place so Tommy comes back trains about three days and then I'm out of the team and I'm thinking fuck you know like I get it like Tommy had been there years and he'd been unbelievable for him and that so but like I say you're doing well and you think no he won't take me out like I've done alright so anyway I've done that and then I I ended up going on to Stockport because so I thought, you know what, I ain't fucking staying and not not playing games. So I went to Stockport and played another 20 games there. So I ended up leaving that season with four games, yeah. which, were, which were good for me. Like I needed it, I needed that many games. And then I get released from Chesterfield and I'm thinking to myself, like, where do I go from here? Like, I need another job. In, I need another I don't, want, I don't want to travel anywhere. I just want to, <laughs> don't want to stay at home. But no, I, I'm thinking, you know, like... I had an offer from Alfredson part-time and their money was actually decent and I'm thinking, I'm seriously considering it and my agent was like, listen, don't do it, don't do it. And then it gets a call to go to uh, go to Walsall on trial. <clears throat> so I thought, well, like, I'll do it. I'll say, I'll go for a couple of weeks. Like, obviously, you don't like going on trial anyway. I said to him, listen, can you have to sign me? And, and, but he said, listen, you've got to come for a couple of weeks. Like, goalie coach were brilliant. Like, he's, listen, I know what you can do. I've seen you play. Like, I, I sort of knew him a little bit. Just come in, come in for a couple of weeks. And uh, so I've been there a couple of weeks and then they were going away pre-season to Trinidad and Tobago of all places. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that works. So, so I've, he's ended up going, listen, just come to, you've got to come to Trinidad and then like when you get back, we'll make a decision. That's so right, I'm like, right. Oh, fucking hell, I've got a free trip to Trinidad. I was buzzing. <laughs> Brilliant. I'm going to go out for so now I'm going to Trinidad. No matter what, I'm going to out for uh, only problem is I couldn't breathe. It was so humid. I couldn't I like two minute, <laughs> like one minute run warming up, and I couldn't breathe. But uh, so I got there, and I got back, and they they offered me a year. The money were crap and everything, but again, I just thought they said like, listen, you're going to play. 
you're going to be our number one. If we're in League One, I'm thinking, right, in happy days. So I'm travelling down there every day. Money, money with crap. Like, that's mad. Like, League One is... It's so, it's, it's, yeah, this is... I mean, they're a better club, better run club now. They've got a new chairman and that, but the money was, uh, it, was it was, I mean, like I say, I was travelling every day, so I'm spending a lot of money on petrol and it was, uh, I mean, Archie would you, this is another thing, Archie would you in that September. So I'm, obviously I'm out of contract, no club and thinking, fucking hell, do you want to go on trial? I'm like, fucking yeah. So I went and obviously, yeah. So I signed, uh, I signed there and I just had a manager like Dean Smith and Rich O'Kelly, the assistant, were just fucking brilliant, like, yeah. Just back you to the hills, like basically said, do whatever you like. When I had ball, for example, like distribution wise, do whatever you want. If you don't come off, but it's the right decision, I'll back you. I'll take the blame for it. So yeah. straight away, you've got a bit of freedom. You're like, oh, fuck, you know, like happy days. Goalie coach, mate, we're just still to this day the best I've ever had. And he's, he's working at Villa now. And you can see what he's doing, like with Martinez at Villa. He's, yeah. he's been different class and he, he was brilliant, mate. Like just brought me on so much. I was with him for two years and I felt. I just felt like I'd come on so much in two years, like so much detail into my game and give me so much confidence to to go on and, and do well. So, like I say, I signed a year uh, and then in January, they offered me another another year. So I ended up staying for two years, even the second year, the money was crap on my new deal, really. Well, not crap, but like it was, it was better, but it still wasn't like what you'd expect a League One yeah. keeper to be on. Um, so... But I just, like I say, I just had that. I just felt like I was at home there. Everything, everything just went perfectly. Like everything was brilliant. Apart from us, obviously, we didn't, we didn't probably get to where we should have been in the end with the team we had. Um, but I just felt, I just felt the probably best I've ever felt in my career in terms of playing week in week out. Like not no weight on my shoulders whatsoever. Just felt free to do what to do whatever I wanted to do really and. First year I got like player player of the year, and at end of second year I got player of the year and players player again, and it, it that was that was like hardest decision to leave there, but again going back to like family reasons, the, the money I was getting offered elsewhere was just it was four times as much as what I was earning. Really, like, and and listen, obviously people say a lot of football fans are the same, and I, I get it that you're leaving for money and. You know this and the other, but, yeah, but it's important, isn't it? It's, you have to do it anyway. Of course you do. Listen, I always say, listen, if you're a postman and another and like you get offered a, a job doing the same thing for four times more yep. money, you're gonna go and do it. It's it's life. And people forget as well as a, as, a, as a footballer, your career is not not as long as it. You know, no, be playing until you're, until you're sixty odd year old. Do you know what I mean? You're, no. All right, a goalkeeper, a goalkeeper might make it to you know. You see some that are in the forties and what have you. If you if you're lucky, yeah. but you know, what I mean, it's mid mid thirties, late thirties as goalkeeper, and that's it. And it really, you've got to find something else. Yeah. And I'm going to you know. say with that as well. It's like um, what people don't get. Like when we're speaking to Tudgate, when you're getting these wages, when it stops, you've got these big houses and you've got these better places wherever. That cost more money because because you had more wages and then you didn't know so it's it's even yeah. harder and whatever but you know if you you Richard then so when when you were going to go out for it on loan and whether you didn't like what the hell would you have done then you know if you didn't what would have impressed at Walsall like what would you have done then really like what I would, I would have gone part time probably I would have probably gone down that route gone part time gone and got a job and that's how that's how that's how finishing part- Bradford ending your career there and being involved at Bradford coaching and stuff like that when you finished and well. I mean, for me, Bradford's like perfect, like in terms of it's a big club. 
obviously I'm captain there in the minute, although I was just saying earlier, we've got a new manager coming in who we're not sure who it is. So things can change in that respect. But, you know, it's a big club. It's an hour away from my house. Uh, family's happy. I'm happy. Love playing there. Uh, you know, I've got a great relationship with everyone there, like fans and um, and all the staff. So for me, I, I want to stay there as long as I can. Does that, make, uh, so. does that make a massive difference? You said you know, you've got a good relationship with fans, obviously. But Wednesday, you know, as you, as you know, like you know, we're notorious for getting on players' backs. You know, when we do, you know, some players are you know scapegoats and what have you. I don't think there's been any any player this season that that's kind of come out, you know, shining kind of thing. Does it does it make a massive difference if if uh, if fans are on your side as opposed to obviously? No, if I mean, do, I mean, it depends where you're at, mate. I mean, when I was younger, like I used to really get sort of over involved in it, like in terms of like for Wednesday, for example, I used to read everything. And I'm thinking, fucking hell, I'm getting slaughtered here. Or next week, I'd be like, oh, fucking hell, they really like me. You're like, but then as you get older, well, well, certainly as I got older, it's just water off a duck's back for me, like in terms of criticism. And listen, I know when I've done crap and I know when I've done well. End of the day, I'm, I'm, I'm old enough and fucking wise enough to know what what I'm doing and what, what's going on. So, but I find that fans are generally the same at every club, mate, in terms of they, they're so passionate about their own football club and rightly so. So sometimes that goes over the top. Sometimes, you know, people say things that, well, type things that they don't want to, that they shouldn't really type and they don't say it to your face and it's, it is what it is. So you hear some great stuff in there, like from fans behind there. Have you heard some proper, like... Some proper sledging. <laughs> Well, more so off just away fans, like yeah, like obviously the opposition fans, like fucking to use. I used to remember when did I play? Played somewhere when I was younger, and this is like I say, I was going back to when I was younger, and I used to get like I used to be like fucking hell, this is fucking horrendous. Uh, and someone scored a goal. It might have been I wonder it Wednesday or whatever. Someone scored a goal, and I could do nothing about it whatsoever. And all fans behind goal are singing, hey, it's all your fault, and I'm thinking, fucking hell, was it my fault? What have I done here? Have I done something wrong? I'm thinking, fucking hell. So that's why, that's why, but now I'd just be like, oh, fucking, I'd just turn around and fucking smile or whatever. But at the time, you think, when I was younger, I'd be like, oh, fucking hell, I've actually done something wrong. I, said, I, need to get, I need to get that on my phone as soon as I get on the fucking bus. Like, it just, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, like I say, fans are passionate about their own football club and rightly so. But I think I could be, like, even at Walsall, use that as an example, I've done really well there. But there'll still be some, there'll still have been some fans that were saying I was shit. And that's just part and parcel of it. And you, like I say, so when you get people on Twitter or Instagram or like very rarely face to face who say, "Oh, you're fucking shit, get out of our club," or "Fucking your shit, never fucking whatever they say," it's just yeah. water off a duck's back because it happens everywhere to every single player. I mean, you see it in Premier League, you see it to best players in the world who, like, I saw one actually earlier. David De Gea put a picture up on his on his Twitter. I think it was to uh, Sam Johnson saying congratulations on England squad. And the first, like, I clicked on it. And first yeah. comment underneath were, "You like, shit." Your shit, you'll, you'll never play on Sunday or whenever they play the final, whenever it is. In, have they got Europe League final? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You won't play on Wednesday or whatever, you're fucking shit. And I'm thinking, fucking hell, wow. And it is what it is. The thing is, mate, like, look at Aguero, he scored all them goals, but you see that penalty miss he did the other week when he tried to chip, like, dink it in. So yeah. he's, he's completely wanked now, he's proper shit, he's proper gone past, he's past it. But at the end of the day, don't matter what Guardiola says or anything, because David on Facebook said he's shit. So, well, this is the thing, mate. This is the thing. And like I say, I get it. I get it. I do because people are very, like I say, very passionate about the clubs and they want to they expect, like, like at Bradford, for example, they, they expect us to be 
not where we are. They expect us to be top of League Two and then we, we should be League One Championship. So there's that expectation there. And same at Sheffield Wednesday, they're like, they should be should be a Premier League club by rights, in my eyes and probably a lot of fans' eyes and your eyes. Like Everything's set up for them to be a Premier League club. So obviously when you have a season like this season, you're going to get people voicing when their opinions and it's not nice. 14, 15 for summer. Yeah, we, we ended up yeah, we ended up finishing 14th, I think, but we went on a brilliant run, mate. And then like last seven games, I think we lost six oh, out of seven and oh. uh lost six out of seven and drew one or something. So it was just yeah. we just went and it was tough to take because we got ourselves in a decent position to be fair. We were a couple of points off playoffs and Right. Yeah. You, you mentioned um, the, the time that you left Sheffield Wednesday. So, uh, how did that all come yeah. about? Yeah. So, I was on loan at Macclesfield at the time and I'm driving up at Tops. We used to drive in. We um, there used to be like seven of us in this like fucking little minibus thing. The manager used to drive it because he was living in Sheffield. What was his name? Uh, Gary <laughs> Simpson. He used to drive it over. And they were like Matt Amshaw, they were me, Sam Wedgbury, Wade Ferrios, they were at Wednesday as a young lad. Uh, and there anyway, were a few others. And we're, we're driving on this but, like minibus big car where I don't know if it's a minibus or what and I get a call off the agent <clears throat> and he says uh, <coughs> excuse me he says uh, <coughs> Chef, Chef Wednesday want to offer you a new deal I was like oh, fucking brilliant like, I'm obviously on loan at Macclesfield playing whatever I'm like oh fucking brilliant like, like it was coming to, it was probably in February March this so I'm thinking right happy days my agent at the time <clears throat> the one who my dad rang as well was, uh, he was he's Australian and he, he, he was he was in Australia visiting family so he gets his call off. I think it was Paul Aldridge, the chief exec at the time. Gets his call off him and he's like, listen, can you come down and discuss Rich's contract? And he said, over. So obviously in my head, I'm thinking, brilliant, like another another year or two years, whatever, like happy days. So my agent's flown in from Australia, mate, literally for this. He's flown <laughs> over. So I'm in car with him. I picked him up from like train station or whatever. I picked him up and like discussing like what we think a reasonable like sort of wage would be for where I'm at and like what we're going in at everything's there right yeah happy days so he's got this meeting with Paul Aldridge at ground so I've drawn him to ground I've just left him to it I waited in car he says listen I walk too long just just hang about obviously I'm only up road anyway I'm still at home at this point I think um, so he's gone up and I see him walking down like half an hour 40 minutes late I'm thinking right here we go happy days another couple of years he comes down and like yeah they're not offering you a contract anymore I was like, <laughs> like you what? He's like, yeah, dude, uh, Dave Jones like got job like probably a couple of months before that. And uh, for whatever reason, in that week, they just turned around and said, oh, no, we don't want to keep him anymore. Or we're not, we're not going to offer... No, well, they sort of basically said, we're not going to offer him a contract yet, which basically means we're not going to offer you a contract. So we're going to wait till the end of the season. So I was like, right, okay. So I'm going to get bombed. And anyway, so I've come back from Macclesfield on loan, I think a couple of weeks before the end of the season. And I think one of the first days I go back, I'm training and the goalie coach, Andy Rhodes, uh, who I didn't see eye to eye to eye with anyway, uh, he pulls me and he goes, oh, manager wants to see you after. So I went, oh, fuck it, I know what that's about then. Yeah. So that, and then he went right sheepish and didn't say anything. So and I've gone up there and he said, like, listen, we're not going to offer you a deal. So I was like, oh, fucking much. So in space for a couple of weeks, mate, I've gone from yeah. thinking, okay, I'll, <laughs> a couple of years contract, nice little wage rise, to, yeah, you've been fucking bombed off. So, oh, brilliant. So, so, so what's it what's it like then? So as it were, we obviously at this point you've you've not got a club or you're not gonna have a club. Is it your agent then that's just going around, you know, speaking to his contacts and what have you saying, you know, 
he wants to play yeah. a few kind of thing. Is that, is that what it's Yeah, like? pretty much. Well, pretty much that. Yeah, obviously he'll, he'll speak to clubs and I mean now for me it's my I've got a different agent like I say now and he's obviously got contacts everywhere. But because I've been in game quite a while now, I know quite a lot of people and I've always made sure that when I leave clubs, regardless of what I thought of people, I try and leave on a good, yeah, like a good standing. So like for example. Uh, I'll just use Bristol City as an example. Like Lee Johnson, I've left there. I've texted him saying, "Listen, thanks for everything. Like, shame it didn't work out." Blah blah. blah. Now you don't know where Lee Johnson's going to go. Obviously, he's at Sunderland now, and he could yeah. turn around and say, "You yeah. know what, yeah. Rich, Rich O'Donnell, great lad, like, blah, blah, whatever, blah blah." blah. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah. And uh, and we'll, we'll we'll give you a year or two. So I've always made sure I've done that purposely, and uh, and always not not just that. I'm not I'm not just doing that because for that reason. Because I've always tried to be like. A, a decent guy anyway and you know I've always yeah. give 100% like week in week out day in day out so I think people see that and like I said so now obviously yeah I've got an agent and he'd be doing that sort of side of it but I can also do bits and bobs and, and speak to people yeah. as well and so I've got I've got quite a few contacts that way as well just for being sort of how keeping you, in touch with people how you really. with agents like you, you know you see you've got a new agent now so a lot of it can be fall out or whatever but how how do you get a new agent? Like, how did that come about? Even having a new agent, like, what's well? Well, I, I mentioned to you, my agent was he's Australian, and at the minute, and like when I when I sort of left him, he was still in Italy. He was living in Italy, and I found it. I'd been with him for oh, years, like like I said, from Chef Wednesday to literally when I was at Bradford, so a long time, like six, seven, it's eight like, years. Like what's well, him basically? Is that what he's like? <sighs> If you want to put it that brutally, yeah, but no, it was, you have like a contract. You, That's a bit harsh, no. mate. You know how hard working. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, so you, you, you sort of like you, you sort of sign two year contracts with agents as well, like you do with clubs and whatever. So that sort of come to an end, and I just sort of said to him, so I'm not going to renew it. And I'm, the agent I'm with now has got is with he's got players who I know, like B, Mark Beavers, and he helped Tommy. He had Tommy for a bit, and uh, a couple of lads we had on loan. Uh, from at Bradford and stuff, so I knew and I met him, and I just thought, yeah, it's right because he's here rather than being in yeah. Italy or whatever. I felt like it was more important to have that sort of more contact with him. But um, yeah, I mean that's that's how sort of how it works. If you want to put it as brutally as I sacked him, then uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's he doing now? Is he a busman in Australia now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, listen, he wouldn't have been living off my wage anyway. Put it that way. So. <laughs> Now a couple of players that I want to I want to talk about. Yeah, obviously at the time of Sheffield Wednesday, Gary Medine. What were what were you like? Did you uh, did you get along with him? Yeah. Just a just a character, mate. He? I mean, everyone knows what he was like. He had scraps with fucking United fans in town and fucking all sorts. He just, I mean, I went on a stag do with him. I went on Mark Beavers' stag do and he was on it, and he's just you know he's scary, scary. Yeah. Like he was, he yeah. just strips off. Naked, doing any everything you want, anything, mate. He's just, but he's such a good guy with it. Like you can't, he's just nicest guy ever. But like I said, when he's had a drink, he's just off his head, and he just, just loses it sometimes. So, but yeah, you think a bit, just, bit of a talent wasted, would you say? I wouldn't say he's wasted, mate. He's had three years, three years, three promotions in the last three years. So I don't think he's doing too badly, to be fair. Obviously, he's been he went he was at Sheffield United, Cardiff. Bolton, all promoted. Looks like he could get promoted with Brad uh, Blackpool again this year. So I wouldn't say he's wasted. But it could. It, think. Do you think he could? Do you think he could have gone a bit further? He signed, he signed for six million for Cardiff and didn't score a goal and got released for for being a prick, basically. So I, I, 
He could have done better. He could have been better. He could have done better. He's not a prick, though. He's definitely not a prick. So I don't think he, I don't think he got released because he was a prick. Obviously, sometimes <laughs> things don't work out. Uh, he's definitely not a prick. But yeah, how many times have you seen that in people's careers where we sign big money and need to work and they end up getting no, a Sheffield payoff Wednesday. and then they're off. <laughs> Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, I just only only thing that I think of Gaz is like that, like say having that scrapping in the. In town, I think it was on a Tuesday night or something. Viper, uh, Viper rooms, I think. Viper rooms, yeah. And I was, we were there, and and then obviously he's a bit beaves a stag do. He's just fucking, on, yeah. It's just he's just relentless, mate, relentless. And then like when we got promoted, we were supposed to, we were going to go Vegas, and we couldn't go because he obviously had that scrap and that, didn't he? So he couldn't get in country, I don't think. So we had to go to Marbella <laughs> instead. Yeah. Now uh, another another player that we have spoke to on this on this podcast, and obviously you know every Wednesday fan speaks so highly of him is Jose Semedo. What what, what are your memories of uh, of Jose like? Just like the ultimate professional, mate. Yeah, the ultimate professional. Like everything he did, like his diet, his like prehab in the gym, his training, his stuff after in the gym. It was just it was just such a one of the best professionals I've ever come across. And just so, so like passionate about football, and obviously that obviously iconic picture when he's on his knees when Chris O'Grady, I think it was, scored against yeah. Sheffield United. And but that's just how it went. It meant so much to him, and he does to everyone. But he just he just put everything out there, mate. And I think a lot of a lot of fan bases, if you show that you're giving everything on the pitch. Yeah. Then they'll they'll love you, and that's you could be shit, but you, if you get one minute, since that's the one, you know, if, if you ever do, just because like, it is brilliant, like it really yeah. is, like the things he tells you about Ronaldo and what he's doing, what he does there, and how it was Jose Semedo day in his Ballon d'Or. Is he best mates with Ronaldo? You should have said, I never knew that. Never heard that one. No, I no, I never mentioned that one, like <laughs> because he's um, you know he's all over the internet and he's just in Ronaldo everywhere. So you sort of mention him, obviously. He says Ronaldo said to him it was Blondior and all this when he scored and um yeah, yeah just very just really good to listen to him how, how, how passionate he is still now. Well that's what I mean. We're like, obviously he's in Portugal now and he'll be exactly the same there. And you just know that you know exactly what you get from him. He's just like I say ultimate professional and what a nice, nice guy as well. I mean we we've spoke about this this preseason uh, to, to a few players that we've had on. Um but Malta preseason, so it's uh <laughs> who were it with Brian Brian Laws? Brian Laws, yeah. That, so, just want to, you know, what 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 were your take on this? Uh, well, it's weren't really pre-season, were it? Well, yeah. I mean, I was a bit gutted to be fair because I probably never saw the best of it because I was young at the time and I sort of got threatened with the listen. You can't be going out every night this that, and the other. But I know you've had this <clears throat> this term branded before about this trip, but it was a stag do, mate. It was outrageous. The chairman was. Um, Lee Strafford and he sort of sorted it out and it was just we were on Malta Strip like the strip where all the nightclubs are and casinos and fucking strip clubs everything it was just <laughs> it was just ridiculous we had like barbecue nights with and like lads to turn up to training like not on the bus and rock up to training 10 minutes later steaming and it was just <laughs> it was just I, I just and I'm, I'm there like 19 year old I, I room with Lee Grant and Granty was like, like obviously Granty was going out every night, and I'm like, fucking, I went out a couple of nights. And I'm thinking I can't keep going out. If I get caught, I'm fucked. Like goalie coach obviously like, listen, Dot, you can't be going out. So uh, he was out every night, mate, every night. And it was just like I said, Granty was one of them. He turned up to training one day, and it was just, it was late, late for the bus. The bus he 
gaffer was like, listen, we're leaving with the bus, if you're not on the bus. But then you turn up to training 10 minutes later and he still won't care. He got to training, but the lads were just gone. It was just, I've never seen anything like it, mate. And then you go to one extreme to the other, and then Gary Megson's pre-season, you're running Grenadine Woods every day and you can't breathe. So, Did yeah, just... Megson not take you anywhere then? Is it just... <laughs> Megson, when did we go with Gary Megson? I think we did go somewhere. Might have been, might have been Austria we went with Gary Megson, actually. It's pre-season, some of the that you kind of look forward to because you're thinking of where we're going, but you're not looking forward no, to it because it's brutal. <laughs> not because where you're going. I mean, my missus are pulling her hair out already because I'm doing her editing. Like, she's just not used to having me around. So I look forward to it more just to getting back with lads and that. Because you, you do, you miss it. Like, like this year, more than any year, I was I was really, like, ready for a break. Because obviously, yeah. like, the year everyone's had, like, yeah. and the, the schedule we've had has just been relentless. Like, every club's yeah. had it. So I was, I was ready for a break, like, so, but now, like, I'm sort of itching to, now I started running, like I said to you yesterday, uh, earlier, I started running yesterday and started getting back into it. And then within another month, you're back to training and it's all go again. But the trips, I think like, like at my level now, like League Two and League One, you don't tend to go like abroad, abroad. Like you might go to Scotland or St. Yeah. George's Park and things like that. I think, I don't know where we're going this year, but obviously it's a bit different this year with COVID and, Portugal. I mean, <laughs> everyone's going there apart from me this year. I think. Um, so, but do you know what? I prefer just going to something like Scotland or because I just can't. But like when you go abroad, you just you go past find, it, don't you? You're confined to just like we went to La Manga and like Aust- Austria was like we went to Austria with uh, Alan Irvine. It was like a prison camp, mate. You couldn't leave complex. It was just. <laughs> Like the rooms were horrendous and you couldn't leave the like there was nowhere to go. It was in the middle of nowhere. So you'd finish straight. We used to do we used to get up at like half six and do like a little run it morning or gym. Then we used to train it morning, then we used to have dinner, then we used to train it afternoon, and then we used to eat eat and then like do whatever. But you couldn't do anything. You just sat in your room. So we were just fucking sat like playing cards or whatever fucking but you see like so like that for me now doesn't really appeal to me at all. So what would you say it's your just, best pre-season were then? Obviously, I know you spoke about your Trinidad and what have you. What, what would you say your best one were? <laughs> Malta's up there, isn't it? Can't, I can't tell it. <laughs> Malta just wasn't a pre-season trip, mate, because there was no pre-season about it. Even the training wasn't pre-season. So, uh, I mean, I went to America with, when I was a second-year scholar with Chef Wednesday. I went over there with them then, and that was mad. Like, we were in, like, three different places I can't remember where we went exactly. I can't remember who we played. But we were in like, we were flying all over the place around America and we were there for 10 days and I was basically fucking kit, man. So, uh, so, so someone's mentioned that actually. Steve, Steve uh, on Twitter's put, I remember pre season, I think 2006 in North Carolina. I was talking yeah. to him during a break in the training session. He was young and had just broken through a youth team, asking if he remembers. He said, it was a great trip. But it was expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, well, I can't remember speaking to to the to the guy, but me and me and Luke Bowden, like I said, we were the same year. We both went as second year scholars, and we they basically they didn't take a kit man because of the cost and this. So me and Bods were basically kit men. We used to have to take the kit after training <laughs> to the like laundry laundry place and fucking put it in the wash, wait for it to dry, put it in the dryer, wait for it to dry, and then come back. <laughs> And that was, uh, I don't think, I, I think it was only me and Chris Adams and keepers. And I still don't think I played a minute. I went all that way, mate. And just, no, I did actually. I think I played about 10 minutes at the end of one at games. And I'm thinking, you know, come all this way and I've got 10 minutes of pre-season. I've just been a kit man. So they obviously knew what they were doing. They just took me as a kit man. 
<laughs> what we like, what we like to have a drink with Chris Adamson then, were you a good wingman? <laughs> <laughs> Stoich, oh God, honestly. <laughs> he, he won't even that. He... This is Chris, me mate. <laughs> See you later, boys. <laughs> oh, bless him. Like, it was, it was a nice, nice guy, but it wasn't even just that, like his gear that he had. He always wears these little caps and that. And I remember Bully once put all his gear on and, uh, and we're rolling right. He put some goalie gloves and all. He's put his, he Chris Adamson's come in his like, tracksuit one day and it was fucking terrible. Just like, didn't fit him and it was just all on it. Gaff. And he, had to, he always used to wear a baseball cap because it probably to cover his barnet like. Ben Ray Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Bully put it on one day after training, put some goalie gloves on and just started diving around in mud. It was fucking... <laughs> oh, he just got, he got slaughtered, bless him. Yeah, but, but Lee Bullen, he is a he is a character, and I bet he's a fantastic person yeah. to be around in a, at the football club. Yeah, Bully's Bully's brilliant. Again, like one of them people that just gives you everything every day. Like obviously now he's part of coaching staff, by obviously on his own as a player, and he was just he was quality. Obviously, again that picture at Cardiff just sort of epitomises what he's about. Yeah, I mean, would you say you have any any regrets or anything or hard feelings about your time at Sheffield Wednesday at all? No, obviously, the, the, I regret how it sort of finished. Um, yeah, quite bluntly, as you sort of, said. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. But, like, when I look back, and I've said it I've said it loads of times, it, it was probably the best thing that ever happened to me in terms of getting released from there, because uh, as much as it hurt at the time, I look back and, like, if I'd have stayed there for another couple of years, I'd have probably not played much in them couple of years, because we had, obviously, like, Weaves was there, and then Kirky came in, and then Westwood come in, and I probably wouldn't have played, like, so... Mm-hmm. I could have been there another couple of years, not played much, and then I'm leaving there at like, I don't know, 25, 24, 25, 26 or whatever, and not hardly any played any games. Um, so to go away and then, like I said, go to Walsall when it, where it really started, and then and then a few others that were, like, I nearly played 400 games now. I don't think I'd have done that if I'd have stayed there for, for much longer, to be honest. So looking yeah. back, I, I don't have a, I never have any regrets of, about leaving places and, uh, going to other clubs or signing for a club and I mean I went to Wigan when I left Walsall and I signed I signed three years and I ended up leaving to Bristol City in January yeah. I, and I, I don't regret going to Wigan because you, you make decisions based on what you think is best at the time and like I said I yeah. got offered four times more money going to from Walsall to there so for my family and everything it was the right decision Cause so you know, yeah. I don't regret any anything at all no brilliant now um Obviously, you're know, still playing at Bradford, but what, do you ever think about like time after you stop playing football? What do you do? You see yourself going to coaching, or do you see yourself what? What do you see yourself doing? Pundit, pundit. <laughs> do you see yourself? Def- <laughs> no, definitely not a pundit. Um, yeah, coaching. Yeah, I've got me. I've got me like, a couple of my badges and that. I, I do. I want to go and do a few more, but it's definitely something that I think I can sort of give back to goalkeeping wise. Um, but I feel like I've got loads left in me playing. I don't feel. I feel yeah. as good as I ever yeah. have, really, in terms of my body, and I don't feel I've been really lucky with injuries. Touch wood, um, so I don't feel like anytime soon. Well, it's not even coming to my head in terms of like when I'd, I'd stop or anything like that. Because, like I said, I don't feel any worse off in terms of my body now than I did like six, seven years ago. So I feel like I can keep going for a long time yet. Yeah. Do you have a goal? Then? Do you have like any any aim? Like, do you want to get into League One with Bradford? Like, is that the aim? Yeah, obviously, beginning of this year, I got made captain, and like the only thing I can envision is me like getting promoted, being captain, and 
you know, the, the feel of that. So, yeah, obviously the aim is again this year to, to go up, no doubt. Um, like I say, new manager is going to come in. Not, we haven't got a manager at a minute, like I said, but he'll come in and hopefully we, we can hit the ground running. We had a bit of a slow start last year, which sort of, along with a, a bad finish, sort of killed us a bit. But definitely, uh, definitely the aim again is to to get promoted this year. Brilliant, Jamie. You got anything else to uh, add, mate? No, no. Just thanks, thanks for coming on. Mate. It's been nice to speak to you. It's always good, like things like this. All right, speaking to Tommy Spear and that. And obviously, I went right close to you when when we were younger and ever. But obviously, I knew each other, recognised you. And it's nice to just you know everything's sounding that you're good. You're doing well, still, mate. So yeah, nice to speak to you. Brilliant. I've just brought uh, yeah, Wes on. Uh, obviously, Wes is one of the listeners at podcast. Policy, this guy. Policy, Irish guy. <laughs> messages me all the time saying he loves podcasts more and more. I, I literally noticed you're on this chat, right? Halfway through, I've WhatsApp to win. What are you doing? He's like, I'm just because I'm having a cup of tea listening to you, enjoying it. I'm like, this is random. I've just woke up on this. And he's, I've got an Irish guy here. Anyway, yeah. You all right, Wes? Yeah, all right, lads. It looks like a fucking beer club with those on tonight. <laughs> Oh, you got to speak in English, Wes. You got to speak in English for oh, podcast. Yeah, Struggle language barrier. <laughs> yeah, go on, yeah, Wes. Um, yeah, Wes, have you got any, any questions for yeah, Richard? Or Richard, I was good when you left Wesley because um, my mother's name is O'Donnell. So when you left there, I had the jays, you know, number one picked out and everything. It was like, he's going to play for us. He's got to be top cast. And he had gone. I was just like, fuck it, into the corner. But most <laughs> of well, I don't mean like that, like... <laughs> <laughs> but was there a player at Wednesday that you just didn't get on with? I tripped like Richard. Like, he's saying, was there a player at Wednesday that you didn't get on with? No. <laughs> I put subtitles um, on, mate. I put subtitles. Yeah. <laughs> I must be able to speak style because you just can't understand me sometimes. <laughs> uh, nah, not really. I mean, when I was young, when I was like coming through academy, like as a 17, 18 year old, we had like like Glenn Whelan was still hanging about and uh, Barry. Core, that was it. Barry Core, not or in it. Barry Core, Barry, Barry Core. Yeah. And they, I, I remember one day, like, like Glenn Reeling was just brutal with the young lads. He used to boot them all over the place and like sort of make an example of them. And yeah, listen, it is what it is. Like, didn't obviously do it to me because I weren't sort of directly in contact with him. And then Barry Core, I remember he had a he had a bit of a scrap with Luke Bowden, uh, and he he sort of went really over the top with it, like and proper went into Bods like booting him and then they had a big argument and Bods were like the next day he came in with a 15 pound HMV voucher (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) HMV that's how old I am (laughs) the funny thing is I used to work with HMV for 15 years like (laughs) (laughs) yeah he went into he went into town and bought him a 15 pound HMV voucher (laughs) I was like say sorry but no they were not no one I mean to be fair most of my career I've never come across like anyone who hasn't I really dislike and I mean the, no well there's a couple that I've not particularly like I won't go out for a beer with and like keep in yeah. touch with but, but generally I've had I've been lucky with, with who I've played with yeah so cheers Richard thanks for thanks for taking time to, to come on I'm sure everyone uh, everyone appreciated listening to this uh, this episode obviously we'll have some uh, some more in the weeks to come as well so yeah cheers Richard thank you <laughs> I never told you about Steve Bywater. We never got on to Steve Bywater, did we? My last memory of Steve, my only, well, not my only memory, but the thing that sticks out with Steve and Bywater, right? We went out, we always used to go out for training and the goalie coach on the roads was always like late out to training. So we used to go out for three or whatever it was. 
And uh, we went out one day in winter and it was freezing. So we've, we've gone out and like just playing a bit of two-touch and that, waiting for goalie coach to come out as we usually did. All of a sudden, Stevie's like, like turned away a bit. And I'm like, Steve, you're right. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm just having, just pissing myself to get myself warm. Just pissed himself before training and carried on. Like nothing had happened. What? Just like that, nothing, like nothing had happened. Yeah, I just pissed myself, keep, keep my legs warm. And then just jumped off. <laughs> right. Might have to try that one. I've heard he's a bit of a character though, isn't he? war on podcast for his next, please, Richard. Well, have you, have you listened to Under, Under the Cosh podcast? Yeah. yeah, we've listened yeah. to a few of them. Well, yeah, have you, have you, I've, heard, I've heard one about Steve the other day. I'm not sure I can really go into it on this one because yeah, goalie gloves and sitting down. He goalie gloves. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah well, that, that's that Stevie Bywater for you. So that probably <laughs> the the yeah. I mean, just that's weird, ain't it? Yeah, just pissed but, himself, but like didn't even bat an eyelid. Well, would he would he have made himself warmer if you were pooing? He could have pooed him. He'd be really warm, <laughs> wouldn't he? Freezing on me in the steam and all doesn't he? He pissed himself. Well. But it was fr- it was freezing, freezing day. Like everyone's wrapped up in gloves and scarves and snoods and all sorts. And he comes out and he's just like, ah, yeah, I just just pissed myself to keep myself warm. Jogged off and started training. Like, I was like, oh, fuck it, yeah. Man, that's well, some good. 